This ain't your average f***ing online marketing podcast. This is the Dave Sharp Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dave Sharp and my dad, Gene Sharp. Hi, folks. How are you? We are having a great day because we've got our dads in studio and you weren't here for this, but we actually were. Aaron and I were waiting outside like little uh, kids before, um, and she was more having this than I was, but wondering if our dads were, were going to show up or not, like having old childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I could say I, I had thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and more it was like, yeah, they, they bailed out. They got, they got nervous and bailed out, but it ain't, it ain't that bad, see, is it? It's just yeah, me. See, I'm good. So far. <laughs> we got a barf bag over there if you need it. All right, so I've got about, I've got um, 223 questions. Wow. No, I'm just <laughs> What is your favorite song, movie, and book? One. Alabama. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, Sweet Skinner, Home, Leonard Skinner. That. Yeah. Free, Sweet Home, free. Alabama. Let's just go that. Yeah. Probably Tom Clancy. Um, one of his very early ones, Red October. Red October. Mm-hmm. You read a lot of Tom Clancy? I used to. I don't read a lot now because he's not putting out as many books now. Mm-hmm. But I've read a lot of him. You know, I like that genre. Yeah. What comes to mind when you think about growing up in your hometown? Hunting. Wow. And that's the good things, right. you know, uh, a lot of not so good things, but mainly hunting and a couple of my friends that I had that were really close, that we spent a lot of time on their property that they had fishing and hunting and camping and, and stuff like that. But that was probably my best times there. Yeah. What did you love to do as a kid before high school? play baseball, play sports, you know, before high school, yeah, and uh, and when I was, well, before we moved to Florida, it was just running in the woods, and I mean, that's the way we had fun, as we went out in the woods. I lived surrounded by woods, so we just, we spent our days in the woods, and down by the creeks, and, and just frolicking and, and hunting and I mean I used to go out my back door and hunt you know with squirrels and, and rabbits and dove hunting and stuff like that. Kind of like That's I did tromsing around in the backyard with a BB gun <laughs> shooting lizards. Yeah I had my first shotgun <laughs> when I was 10 years old. Wow so That's crazy you know crazy to think about that you had and you had the ammo to it and everything. Yes yeah. Wow. I used it for hunting and Everything like that. Wow. Yeah. It was a shotgun? Shotgun. So it, it was had, just a little 410 shotgun, but to it was, me it was it a could shotgun. Still, it could still hurt or kill somebody, right? Without a doubt. Wow. What did you think was the dumb, or what do you think is the dumbest thing you did as a child? Is this, should be, this be like David Letterman with a top 10 list or something? <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yeah, dumbest thing I did as a child. 
Wow. Uh, I set my sister's boyfriend's car on fire. What? <laughs> uh, trying to start it and got it flooded and everything and it caught fire in the engine and I left it burning. You left got it out burning? Of the car, got out of the car and run for the woods. Did it, it blow up? No, it didn't blow, blow up, but it burnt the paint off of the car pretty well, pretty good. And, did some pretty good damage inside it. <laughs> now, what were you doing that started the fire? I was trying to start the car, and I was pumping the gas to get it to start, and I flooded it, and it didn't have an air filter on it, so it backfired through the carburetor and caught fire. You know, that reminds me of that time that I was smoking a cigarette, and I was about 12 years old, and I, and I threw the cigarette in the garbage can, and then the garbage can caught fire in the middle of the night, and you woke up out of a plain dead sleep in a stupor, and I looked at you, and you looked at me, and I went, mmm, and you went, must have been spontaneous combustion. <laughs> and I said, yeah, 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 must have been. If you said that what was one of the dumbest things I did as an adult, that was probably it. <laughs> yeah, believe that. Okay, what do you remember most about your teenage years? Um, not a lot. They were filled with, uh, with a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, and, and um, that's probably, you know, there's not a whole lot of good things going on there, but that's probably the most about my teenage years is that's what I spent doing most of the time. If I wasn't drinking, if I couldn't get that, I was drugging and, and riding bicycles all over town. And I can't relate to any of that. I, I didn't think you could, that's why. <laughs> How did you get your first jobs and what memories do you have of those? And, and how old were you? My very first job was when I was 13 years old. 12 or 13 years old in a gas station um, in Cahaba Heights where I grew up in Alabama and uh, and we used to hang out there just friends just hang out and everything and and I would go out and you know wash windshields and everything like that while somebody pumped it and then one day I said hey why don't you just hire me and I'll pump gas and do all that so he hired me. I think I made like a buck, a buck fifty an hour or something like that. Worked, you know, maybe five, eight hours a week. But that was my first job. And then I came down here and my first job after I got down here was, after we moved down, was I was going to Southside Junior High School and we had a work program there where you could get out half a day and go to work. Well, I thought, wow, man, that's great. I can get out of half a day. Go to work. Well, I went to work for, I got a job at a rattan furniture company right on Central Avenue. And um, an old German guy, real nice guy, but he paid me a dollar an hour. I worked 15 hours a week. And after taxes, I brought home a check of $12 and something a week. And after I'd worked there like three months, he was real happy and everything one day when I came in there and he says, you've done such a good job, I'm gonna give you a raise. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. 
He says, I'm going to give you a nickel raise. So he gave me, I went from a dollar to a dollar five an hour, you know. But uh, were you excited about that raise, or were you sort of I a little bit underwhelmed? He, I was excited before he told me. So you were <laughs> underwhelmed at the amount. A little underwhelmed, you know. But I kept working, and uh, it lasted pretty much for the year. Have you yeah. always remembered having a job or working ever since that time? Yes, pretty much. And you were 14 then? I was uh, 15, or 15 when I had that. What do you remember most about your mom? Mm -hmm. She was such a sweet lady. Um, she, had, she had some troubles in her early days, um, but she was a very, very sweet lady. Um, best cook I've ever known. Uh, would do anything for anybody, but uh, she wielded a mean belt, I'll tell you that. She whooped that ass. She huh? whipped that ass. <laughs> For a little five pound, hundred pound, five foot, hundred pound woman, that man, she could wield one. Do you remember one specific beating that was more memorable than any other? No, because they were all memorable. <laughs> there wasn't none of them that was easy. You know, she. Uh, she was, uh, and it, and I, you know, I, it was a regular basis, two or three times a week, anyways, you know, because I was just doing dumb stuff, you know, not paying. And that was kind of normal, right? I mean, just was what, or was it normal? I, I don't it's, know. It was normal. It was normal when I was growing up. If you messed up, you know. Did you got, do you remember your 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 friends getting whoopings like that too? Uh, yeah, probably not as much, and maybe they kept it personally, but, I mean, that was the way we were raised, you know, in, in my town, when I grew up, you know, if you, there, there was no child abuse, you know, <laughs> it just wasn't nothing about child abuse, that was, that was Was discipline. there phones back then? Did you have phones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, or was it just not even a thought? Like it was just yes, not even. No, we I mean, phones. not even. A, it was not even a conversation to go tell anybody. That was just the if that was just the way that it. it I guess. You know, I mean, uh, the worst whipping I ever got though was from one of my coaches at school, uh, because back when I went to school, each teacher. Your each each teacher, not just the principal, but each one of your teachers, uh, could take just take you out in the hallway and and tell you to grab your ankles and bust your butt, pull your pants down. No, just yeah, keep bend it. over, you know. That would have been and awkward. and uh, if you had a wallet, make you take your wallet out of your out of your out of your pocket. And, yeah. But this guy literally left bruises. Just left. I mean, my. But was black and blue. That's crazy. But, <laughs> but yeah. What do you was, remember most about your dad? Not much. I didn't know my dad that much. Uh, he was he was an alcoholic, um, and um, my mom and him were separated. I saw him very seldom. Um, and um, and then it, the the fateful day that he came over to the house, 
that's that'll never that's pretty seared in my brain when he came over drinking and threatened my mom and the rest of us harm and my uncle who had just just got home from Korea uh, was protecting his family and shot him and I watched him die out in the front yard so that's my memory of my dad yeah you know that I've always known that that's been a huge piece of your life and I just can't imagine what what that was like so I, I always kind of I always have a special place of compassion the older I've gotten for for you and for Aunt Pam of course going through that and then never meeting also my grandmother which by the way I've never never was able to meet um, either one of those two people obviously not your dad my grandfather and then wasn't able to meet my my grandmother either because she died of lupus wasn't it my mom did yes when she was 49 years old and you were 20 were you 18 or were you in your 20s how old was I no I was 20 23 I think yeah it was after I got out of the service it was about a year or so after I got out of the service your mom and I weren't married yet you know, so. Who are three people, dead or alive, who've had the greatest impact on your life and how? <clears throat> My mom, probably, uh, had the biggest impact on me just for her, her uh, generosity. And, and the biggest thing that she taught me was family values, that your family is, your family comes first. Your family's everything, and uh, and I've never forgotten that. And so that's probably the biggest impact. Uh, I didn't have too many mentors or or people that I looked up to growing up. I didn't have a father figure. My uncle, my uncle David. Uh, is probably a, a big had a big impact on me, the way he carried himself, even through what happened with my dad and all that. We were all living in the same house at that time, and so he had to, you know, he had to live with that. It wasn't just us kids; he had to live with it, and he carried himself well, and um, and he was a very proud man, and. I think he, I think that was a big influence on me. Um, but I think those two people right there are probably the biggest, biggest influence on me as I was growing up. Now, just to clarify, um, Uncle David is the person that you named me after, right? Correct. Yes. And I think that that story is interesting about what happened between Uncle David and your dad and then the fact that you guys had to continue to live together and get, you know, cohabitate um, through that, uh, through that, that, that extremely difficult situation. And I wonder what that was like for, for you that you were 10? Seven. Seven. 
So what that was like for, for you to then, and, and how, I mean, Uncle David to come back around for you to think as highly enough of, of him to name me after him and all of that, what were the qualities that he possessed? I mean, you said proud and, and you said, you explained him a little bit, but I mean, how was he able to re, um, to either persist or, you know, continue to, to gain your love or trust or whatever? It, I mean, for a long time, there was a lot of hard feelings through me to him, towards him. And uh, because obviously I was young and I didn't understand. I just knew the fact that what he had done and, and I really, really disliked him at the time. Uh, but he stood up and he stayed there and he faced us and, and honestly, he did everything he could to be a father figure to me and, my, and Pam and, uh, and never, never got angry with us even though we lashed out at him. He never got angry with us. Uh, he stood there, he, he did his best, you know, and, um, and it was, wasn't until later on in, in my years, probably not until, you know, I was in, in high school or of that age that I actually realized uh, what he had been through, you know. I mean, he went through the trauma just like we did. Uh, might have even been harder on him that he was an adult. And uh, so just the way he carried himself, just the way he strived, he was, uh, he was as they call him, a God-fearing man. Um, and um, he went out and worked two jobs, three jobs, whatever he could do to support his family. Um, it didn't matter. If he had to work 78 hours a week, that's what he did. And he did that his whole life until he retired. Um, and I had a lot of respect for him for that. How long did you guys live all together? Because one thing <coughs> that we sort of glossed over was sort of how you grew up in Alabama and what that was kind of like for you. I know that it wasn't good from what I can remember. There was a lot of poverty. but. How long did you all live together when Uncle David came back to from Korea? Was he there for was, years was, or no, no? He was probably he was probably there for for three years or something, if I remember correctly, around three years. Uh, and then he, you know, he moved on with his life, and he met Linda, his wife, and you know, and then he moved out. And but he stayed in contact. He was always around. He was always there. If we needed anything, he was always right there to take care of it and do as best he could uh, and stuff like that. Looking back on your life as a teenager or adult, what, are there some things you do differently and, and, and why? Um, is there things I would do differently? Absolutely. I would have finished school for one thing. Um, high college, you mean? High school. High school. High school. I um, barely made it to the 10th grade. I never finished the 10th grade. Uh, so, and that was all because of drinking and, and partying and, and that was my big thing because I wanted, uh, and I think I, I did that because those people, I could get like that and first of all, I could feel 
a little more open and not reserved and I, and those people would accept me and and I had issues with that with being accepted and being uh, you know and with um, you know feeling good about myself more than likely through because of my childhood and stuff like that so that's one thing I would have gone to college I probably would have if I was smart I would have stayed in the service and got a retirement out of them. Um, it's not a bad life, and and um, it it wouldn't have been too bad at all. I think it would have been a good thing. Now, I most likely wouldn't be here if you did all of that, but <laughs> maybe I would be. I don't know. Maybe I'd just come out in a different kind of format or something. Maybe I would have just looked a little different or something. Your, your, your mom was my sister's roommate, so that's how we met. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So when you I came back from the service, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So definitely you wouldn't have... Well, I, I might have met her. Met her. I mean, who knows what yeah. would have happened? Yeah, who knows? You know. Who knows? What What were um, some of the things that you were most discouraged about, or have been most discouraged about in life, and how have you overcome those things? I don't know. I've been discouraged about a lot of things in my life, about me, about, and, and some of them I haven't overcome. Um, I struggle with them on a daily basis. To name them, I don't know that I could sit here and name them. I struggle with just being, just being me, and and struggle with being accepted and and feeling good about myself. And how do I overcome it? Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I have to just step up and say, "You're okay." Um, but. Eh, that's about the best I can tell you. Was there a turning point or a defining moment in your life that helped you grow into the person that you are today with either the values or the way that you look at things or that just changed your perspective and outlook on, on life? Turning point was probably when you were born. When I knew that that uh, that that's the best thing that that's come up that best thing out of me that I've ever done is 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 have you and um, and it it taught me responsibility um, which beforehand during school and and even during the service and all that I didn't have I didn't I, I didn't know what responsibility was. And then when you came along, it's like, you know, it's time to wake up, you know, I got to take care of this guy. And, um, and, and then I, tr I, I tried to do that to the best of my ability. But that in itself is probably the turning point that made me who I am, you know, good or bad. There's been a couple of other ones I can think about. Um, one is whether it be 10 or 11 years ago when you got sober. 11 years, June 1st, this month. Yeah, that's a, that's a, see I don't even, it's, I, it's to me, but I, I don't even think about that yeah. anymore. Right. 
you know. Because so. you've adapted that as part as as yeah. I'm really happy and surprised and proud that you've done that. Thank you. I, I mean, I'm I'm happy that you had me, but I'm proud, you know, of course, but I'm happy for you that you did that. Thank you. So am I. I am too. And that was six months after I got clean. Right. And I don't know how you lived with me for six months. <laughs> or well, we were sort of two peas in a pod. I mean, the the funny thing about us being together when I came back and found you after being sort of out on the streets and living my life for, at that time, had almost been 10 years since I was sort of MIA. Um, I mean, my addiction, I think our addiction sort of rivaled each other in a sense. So when I got sober, um, yeah, I mean... I don't think I had quite, you know, it's kind of like you, you have a drunken horse thief, you take the drink, drink away, you still got a horse thief. I mean, I had set down the drugs, but I was still the same man. I hadn't begun to change yet. So um, I think we were able to cohabitate pretty, pretty well together because we were both pretty effed up. What three words would you say best describe who you tried to be in life and how you want to be remembered? Mm. Probably honest, trustworthy, hmm. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know. Hard worker. Yeah, that's two words, but I don't know any. I don't know. I don't know any other thing. But I would agree. I would agree with those. Um, would you say honest and trustworthy? Trustworthy. Yeah, family, family man. Yeah. Yeah, I th I look at how I've been, how some of the values that I have today, and and I really, it really makes me realize the the impact that a parent can have on a kid even at any age because I, I definitely don't want to minimize some of the qualities that I got from other family members but I think being around you and working with you and particularly seeing how you worked really taught me a lot about honesty and doing the right thing when nobody was looking having integrity I credit I credit a lot if not all of my integrity to what I learned from you I think that's what I tried to teach you uh, is you, you know that's that's what I have, and and the the hard work I can remember having discussions with you about that. It's that you, no matter what you do, you have to work hard at it. You have to you have to work harder than the next guy if you want to get ahead. And uh, we had I don't know if there weren't they weren't arguments, but they were some heated discussions about that. <laughs> was that when I was young and playing Yes, sports? when you were, that's, well, even at playing sports, it wasn't so much argument about it. It's more in the later years when you were in your, uh, you know, uh, early 20s. You, you remember more about the early years when I was playing sports, but something 
really influenced me when I was young when we played sports and, and I, I think I had some natural talents there. But what, and I was really good at baseball and, and particularly baseball. I played other sports, but baseball I was really good at. What, what did you do with me and what was that experience like for you? Why do you think, besides the natural talent that I may have had, what other things do you remember focusing on when we would practice and in that sort of whole chapter of our lives? Uh, first of all, that was one of the, the best and happiest parts of my life is when we were together playing baseball for those seven years or whatever we did. Uh, but the biggest thing I focused on with you is just hard work, hard work. You work hard at it. Uh, and you stay at it. And if you continue to work hard, then you can do and be anything that you want to be. And I think your mother and I both did that with you. We always told you you can do anything you want to do uh, if you work hard at it and if you work harder than the next guy. You know, and uh, but with you in baseball, we were out on the baseball field a minimum of five days a week, you know, practicing. In between practicing and playing games, um, we worked hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you were good. good. You were a good ball player. I, I think that I, I think that I attribute a lot of my work ethic, if not all of it, and my ability to persevere today to those times. Because I started playing baseball, I remember, with you when I was five. Right. right. We got you in. Clearwater wouldn't accept you because you were too young, so we took you to uh, Seminole League, and they took you in at five, five years old playing t-ball. Mm. So, and then once you turned six, we came back to Clearwater yeah. and played there. And it was but, just yeah. nonstop. Nonstop. Summer league. Summer league and yeah. winter league. Yeah. And we played, you know, either practicing or playing games at least five days a week. Yeah, it was crazy. It came before school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you believe people want most in life? I think to be happy. Just to be not only happy, but be happy inside. I think that's the biggest Thing that a person needs to achieve but just to be happy uh, um, you know money's great and all that but it, it doesn't make you happy there's days when I can be happy and I don't have a cent to my name but I think that's the biggest I, I, I think that's what we all achieve, try to achieve you know whether we want to admit it or not I think that's probably the biggest thing what, what is just some, to be content, happy and content in your in yourself and in your family. What, what is one or some of the best decisions that you think you ever made? Stop drinking was the absolute biggest decision that I've ever made. You know, um, I, honestly, because of that um, is. I have a relationship with you now. I can remember times when you and I couldn't stand in the same room with each other. Um, you know, 
and uh, to look back on those days and look where we're at today, uh, just, you know, it's, it means everything. We did have some, some knockdown drag outs, we did. didn't we? We did. Like right in some customers' houses. Yeah, a couple of times and in uh, insurance offices and everything else. Yeah, we've got some stories. We've got some stories about some on-the-job brawls, whether they be verbal or actually physical. Some were verbal. A couple of them got physical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What are you most proud of in life? You. Seriously, that's, that's what I'm most proud of. Thank you. What message would you like to share with your family? Just to love each other and, and, and put, put aside all the differences that you have and, and, and just, just love each other for, for, for being your family. Because without your family, you've got nothing. You know, that's, that's the way I feel. What are you most thankful for? Family. Seriously, I mean, those are, the, I'm, a, I'm a simple man, and those are the things that I'm most thankful for. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have, I'm thankful for a brand new truck. I'm thankful for a nice house. Thank you very much. What do you love most about me? Or what's your favorite quality about me? Your, your hard work and your perseverance and your integrity. And how you become a great, how in the last few years you've become such a great husband and a great father and a great son. I love you too. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to DaveSharpShow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.